welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec. In fact, the Fuliana Osborne chair is empty this week, so I'm going to talk to you on my own about your professional profile and who manages it. And I particularly want to focus on your digital footprint. It's an area that is increasingly becoming important and I guess that as soon as I say that, the first thing that you'll think of is LinkedIn. Now LinkedIn, if we do a comparison between LinkedIn and Facebook, LinkedIn has 225 million users worldwide. Facebook has 2.23 billion. So it's a country on its own. It's often talked about as being the third largest country in the world, Facebook. With the advent of social media and professional gathering places like LinkedIn and AngelList to a lesser extent, we are all being herded towards this idea that we need to have some sort of digital professional profile. I guess for most of us we started out with Facebook because it's the one that's been around the longest and then perhaps we were convinced that we should have a Twitter account and then when LinkedIn started it was seen as being the professional form, the place where you went to network as a professional. And so this is the area that I want to focus on. It's about networking. It's not about who your friends are or what you're doing at the weekend or what you ate for lunch today, but it's about your, your business network, your professional network. You know, the English language has got quite a few phrases in it that cover this situation. You are the company you keep. You are guilty by association. Birds of a feather flock together. So these are the things that we need to be mindful of when we're thinking about our professional profile and our digital footprint. So if we look at the sorts of things that might happen in that environment, yes, we all have... Well, most of us, I won't say all, because I know that, that within even our listening group, there are people who do not have Facebook accounts and do not have Facebook profiles, but do have LinkedIn profiles. So, so let's just talk, I guess, about the, the LinkedIn situation and how that relates to some of the other areas where you might be visible when someone does a search for you. And that's the first area that you need to be aware of, the privacy is a thing of the past so just let it go because we do not live in a world where privacy exists in terms of, of your digital footprint your digital profile and you would know that if you were looking at if you were thinking about employing someone or bringing someone into the team I would imagine that one of the things that you would do as a background check would be to Google or to search to Bing them to, to search for them and to see what sort of things come up in the results so naturally what's going to come up in the results pretty much first up is the social media platforms such as Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and to a lesser extent the ones that feed off those. There are actually some other platforms that pull information out of LinkedIn and, and set it up as a separate entity as well. So you need to be aware of what the best practices are for that situation in terms of your professional identity. And I will keep saying it because I want you to really focus on the fact that you have a personal footprint, a digital footprint, and you have a professional digital footprint. And what you need to understand is that you have to manage both. Now you probably put lots of time into your personal one, go and visit and update things and post things and comment on things and tag things and all of the things that are a nice little social outlet for you 
and you're probably not doing that as often or not as carefully in terms of your professional profile and it is much more important really really is because that's how you're going to be assessed that's how you're going to be judged if I look at my own experience I have in my personal Facebook account a mix of people I tried to keep it as streamlined as I could I have a mix of people that are both professional associates and personal and family and so I did what many people did and I set up pages that I manage that are all sorts of things that I'm interested in or things that I thought I could have some contribution towards that people might also help me with what has now happened with the development of the internet and of the search algorithms is that because my name is associated with it in terms of managing or administering that particular page then if someone searches for me you will find that there's a range of things that come up that might not necessarily be what you thought I was interested in or famous for in those sorts of terms. If you did a search for my name there would be obviously the, the Facebook, the Twitter, the LinkedIn. There'd also be my name site and this is something that I want you to consider. I want you to all consider having a website that is your name. Now I'm very fortunate because I did it a long long time ago is that I got the myname.com. Now my name, although the spelling is unusual, is not unique in the world. There are quite a number of other people who have exactly the same spelling as I do. All sorts of ages, male and female. I do feel very fortunate that I was able to get the name site at a very early time in the internet's history and so that I have that piece of real estate and we talk in terms of, of, of my business associates we talk about internet real estate and that just means that I have that domain name when the internet was first developed what comes after the dot actually meant something so the dot com meant that it was a commercial site the dot org meant that it was an organization or a not-for-profit organization and in this country it still does although it doesn't in a lot of other countries in the world we have in this country the .com.au, we have the .edu.au, so .edu was an educational facility. I know I've gone off track a bit. In the early days of the internet, there was a process of what came after the dot. These days, because of the need for so many domain names for all sorts of levels of business and personal use, you can get pretty much any extension, and the extension is what comes after the dot. So if you've got a name that is or your name site has already gone in the .com you could look at the .com.au if you were based here you could look at perhaps getting a .name so it'll be your name .name and that, that's an extension that you can get these days the bottom line I guess is that I would encourage you to have a website that is yours that is you that the more information that you put on it about you or about your interests, about the things that you're doing. And it doesn't have to be anything more than what you would do with LinkedIn. So if you're posting to LinkedIn about things that interest you or things that you're involved with, you do the same thing on your name site. If you, and if you looked at mine, you would see that I've actually got it split off into all of the different things that I do. And that then just goes off to other websites. People can look at it. So if they're looking at following the path for me, about public speaking then there's a link for that if they want to know more about floral art or about book repairs or any of the other things that I've got listed there then there's a path for them to follow. The reason I say it 
is that what it does is it makes you start to think about your professional digital footprint. And so you start with this name site, with this website, and that builds your thinking into what is the, the profile, what is the professional standing that I want in this network, which is the internet, that I'm now involved with. Probably the next step is that I want you to start thinking about the internet as being a business network because that's what it is. In terms of how you interact with that network, you think of it in exactly the same way as if you were interacting with a network at a business meeting, at a physical business meeting. The most useful example within that is about how you would introduce yourself. Say you're using LinkedIn and you want to make a few more connections. And this goes, I think, for Facebook or any of the other social media that you might be using. I'll use LinkedIn because I think that's the one that most of you will understand. Within LinkedIn, if you want to make a connection with a new person, you can click on the button that says um, connect with this person and it will send a, an automated request. If you were at a physical networking meeting, would you do that? Would you just walk up to a person and say, I want to know you and walk away? I don't know that that would be a terribly successful approach for any kind of business networking meeting. So think about any way that you want to make connections in a digital sense in the same way as you would physical business network meeting. When you're making the connection, you want to do a greeting, obviously. Use the person's name because we all like to hear our own names being used. We like to think that you're actually talking to us, not just the general hello and very funny aside story we use a system when we're writing to our email lists of, of clients and it's a, a bit of code that you insert into the email so you write a, a, the body of the email and then in the, the the hello section you do hello and it's called first name fix and if you don't get the punctuation right then that's how it goes out so everyone on your mailing list gets hello first name fix <laughs> which is really not very good business practice. What it does is sits in my head and it reminds me that I have to use a person's name. I have to think about that person. I introduce myself in the body of the connection request and then I'll tell them why I want to be connected with them because it, it really is important for them to feel that there is a connection. A connection is the word. You know, if, if there's not going to be a connection, if you're just going to use their influence, their knowledge, their position, their power, whatever else it is, then why would they? Why would they want to be involved in someone who's going to be using them for that? You need to talk about why you want the connection and what your contribution is going to be to that connection. And it can be as simple as, hello, Fugana, I'm really glad that I found your profile on LinkedIn. I'm involved in mentoring executives around the world and I really appreciate listening to your podcast, I'd like to be involved in some way. Can we connect so that we can discuss it further? Now, it doesn't have to be that, there, that this is what I'm going to do for you. It can be simply that I want to assist in some way, but I don't know how and I need your help to identify it. And that's going to give you an opportunity to start the discussion just as you would if you were at a physical network meeting. I know I keep going back to that, but I want you to keep thinking of it. That's the comparison. It is simply a digital form of a network meeting or a network connections happening. The other area that I think you really need to 
concentrate on is the images in these platforms. So it's your profile image and your cover image because for a lot of people the visual is how they judge you, not what they hear first of all or what they see in the written word but what they see and that's just how some people are made. So you need to think about what the profile image is and what the cover image is if it's a platform that needs a cover image as well. But in terms of the profile image, if this is for you as a professional, then you don't wear sunglasses and you don't have a silly hat on and you're not in your holiday gear and it's not your dog and it's not a flower arrangement and it's a whole lot of things that it's not because this might be the one opportunity you have to impress someone about your professionalism, about your integrity, about your belief system. And so it needs to be something that reflects all of those things in your profile image. And if you haven't got an image that does that, then don't put one there. Having no profile image is better than having the wrong one. In terms of interactions with other people, I know that many of these platforms for personal accounts, well, you, you can have a disclaimer that says that these are your own views and not the views of your company. But no one will necessarily read that before they read the joke or the tag or the meme or the video that you've put up. So what they'll see is, oh, you've put up something new, they'll go and look at that and maybe eventually they will see that this is your personal views and not the views of the company that you're representing. So be very careful about those sorts of association things because again, as I talked about earlier, we are guilty by association. Or the one that I remember more is that you are the company you keep. The more you know, people see that you're putting up ridiculous jokes. Well, there's a stream of videos about people doing stupid things, driving cars. You know, it, it, it's just not the same. It's not the message that you want to send out necessarily about your professional standing. Thinking about privacy and your disclaimers about the difference between a, a company and a personal approach. I would always recommend that for any of these platforms that you have an individual sign-in process, that you don't use another account like Facebook or Google to link into a third-party social platform because what happens then is that all of that information gets shared and the algorithms are such and are continuing to get better so that the information that you get fed as well as the information that other people get fed comes from all of those associations, all of those interactions. So you just need to be mindful of keeping things independent and staying in control. It's all about staying in control. I know I've, I've talked at cross purposes a little bit about what you should do and where you should be, but I wanted you just to start thinking about your professional profile, who is managing it, and how it's getting managed because you really do need to manage it and it has to be you that manages it across all of those areas where there might be some sort of influence that carries through from where you think you are being professional to where you are being outside of your professional environment. Be happy to take it further and discuss other things along the way when Fuliana returns. I'm sure she'll have some views on what we should be doing with social media. She's not a big fan of social media, I have to say, but she is very involved with LinkedIn and finds that very useful in terms of staying connected with people that she's worked with in the past or people she's working with or for now. She's very careful about what her digital footprint is.
But for now, I will leave you to think about those things. Let me know if you've got some issues that you would like addressed or talked about, and we can do that in the coming weeks. I'm Kim Bailey. We miss Fuliana Osborne, who should be here with us. This is Inside Exec. Thank you.